Let's go. What's up, party people? This is Binge Town TV, and today is a continuation of our Pitch Town coverage of the OA. We are covering season one with the same crew as the pilot episode. We have Luke, we have Brian, we have Dave, and special guest Julia is back on the mic. Before we start, can I get a save the OA on three? One, two, three. Save, save the, the OA. OA. <laughs> All right, boys. Dave and Brian are the rooks. This is their first time watching. Let's get some hot takes. What do we think? Hot takes. I'll tell you right now, I'm not like head over heels in love with this show, which is kind of expected because you guys all said that season two just turns the fuck up. So I'm waiting for that. Um, at this point in the show, there are still so many questions and not enough answers that I can't make kind of a final judgment on it right yet. And I do like it. It's captivating. It's great. It has me on the edge of my seat at every episode. I think there were some lapses in the writing and some just lazy creative choices, namely the worst sheriff ever in any police force of all time. And that detracted from a lot of it for me. But like I said, it is captivating. Have me on the edge of my seat. And I am amped for season two because you guys do not throw around the descriptions that you threw around for season two lightly. So I'm excited to get into it. And I've had to sit on this season one for the past like two weeks. So I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to hear what everybody has to say about season one. Yeah, I think, Brian, you summed it up very well. I think overall, I very much enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't head over heels with it just because like B Tom said, there's just a lot of questions I still have. I need answers for. There was a lot of weird character decisions as well, but you know, I'll give it like a seven out of 10, you know, for a first season. I enough. It's definitely going to uh, trampoline me into the next season. I'm very excited for it. I think that's all it really needed to accomplish because season one ends on questions and questions and questions. You don't even know what the hell happened, but season two escalates everything and elevates like, all the episodes of season one, but honestly, Dave, you saying seven out of 10 makes me happy because I thought you were going to go way lower. And if you're ready, if you're, if you're starting there, I think you'll be okay. And you're going to really like season two. I think my texts were a little like they were heated. In Aggressive. The yeah. Oh man. Heated I was moment. too. I still like agree with my side of the takes. We'll get into them later mm -hmm. on, but I think seven out of 10 is fine. Like I said, it was very captivating. It was just so good. And a lot of it, I want to see like get answered in se season two. I will say, I totally understand why you guys, after we did the pilot coverage, why you guys said, oh, we should have just done the first two episodes mm -hmm. because that's really when you get introduced to what the show is going to be about. Um, and totally that's true. After the pilot, we didn't even know about half or mm -hmm. the other captives. I was just like, I don't know where this girl was Total for seven yeah. years, but they give it to us within the first 20 minutes of episode two. And that's the main storyline for the rest mm -hmm. of the season. So I understand that, but it made for some good pilot content since mm -hmm. we didn't know what the hell was going on. You guys guessed incredibly well for the, just having the first 60 minutes to go off of. And I think we talked about it off podcast. It was just surprising at how close you were hitting even some season two storylines. They start going down, but I won't obviously talk about that. I feel like we were wrong with everything like well, i can't remember hitting anything even close to what i just think i don't think you guys were right i think you guys were guessing good theories mm -hmm. like it, it was never mm -hmm. going to be correct like what the yeah. fuck I, th I think <laughs> that's what i really like about this show is that captivated is the right word and it's so weird like we go from like russian mob shit to like mm -hmm. it, it, it hits so many yeah. different mm -hmm. things all at once it's like sciencey and like godlike all at once it's 
insane. And I think that by the end of it, I was just like, also, what did I just watch? And that's what I absolutely adore about it, because I don't want to watch something I've seen before. I want to see watch something where I'm going, what the fuck was that? And the emotional beats really hit for me. I just love the characters. So can we get a, a reminder of what you guys, your trivia answers? OK, so I have to find trivia? what it is. Right now. It right. Dave Part did get it right. Yes. Which was about trying not give too much away. It was mm-hmm. something about like death gods and interdimensional travel. It was essentially yes. that. Mm-hmm. And the, so, yeah. oh, that's right I, right. I will say with the caveat that I, I think I even said when answering it, even in the pilot episode, the multiverse or multi dimensions yeah. was confirmed already. So I was just like, that's probably going to happen. But I went with like alien yeah. AI <laughs> and commentary on yes, the human yes, yes, condition. Yes. <laughs> and that's totally not right. So I'll, I'll eat that one. And kudos mm-hmm. to Dave for getting that right. Total, it was a one in four guess. <laughs> I just happened to get yeah. it right. <laughs> this feels different than Winona, where like that's four seasons or so much. Like mm-hmm. covering season one, I'm like, we have so much more to get into. Whereas with this, I feel like now we're all on the same page because season two really feels like a different show for a little bit. Yeah, as it feels well. like a hard reset. Yeah. It, so, so I feel like we're all on the same level right now, which is really cool. And then this is only mm-hmm. my second time rewatching mm-hmm. it through. Mm-hmm. Jewel, what, let's talk about season one. What are your like thoughts? What what do you love about it? Oh my gosh. Well, I think I love anything, especially now. I'm like, get me out of this world. I'm like, take me somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so anything that's like dealing with those kind of notions that are like falling into supernatural lane, I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, we can fuck with this. But I think to your point, Kathleen, what they do really well is develop the characters to a point where you're rooting for people that aren't necessarily textbook good guys or yeah like there's such a there's such a good character arc and there's so many different layers of characters like we literally before we started had to recall all their names because (laughs) and to your point brian like we don't even meet the a lot of the the like main players until episode two so i think they i think they do a really good job of the character development and like the emotional aspect on top of like making it sci-fi and making it weird and making it narratively interesting. So I will say that in the pilot episode, and by the way, if you haven't listened to our pilot episode, go listen to it. But Julia mentions that the OA is an unreliable narrator. And Brian kind of says, why are you saying that she's telling her story? And I think that Julia is correct, but maybe not until you watch the whole season. I think that was like, you're remembering that from a whole season bias type deal where I had my tinfoil hat on so hard that I thought I caught her slipping up and revealing (laughs) something that she shouldn't have. And I totally got what you were saying. Yeah, because it's almost, and it's almost, and I think they do it really well because there's, it sneaks up. Those flashbacks feel like what you're seeing on screen. You're like, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm believing it. Mm -hmm. You forget that it's, there's this framework story around it and i was trying to think on my job i'm like what's what is this like like let's say we meet hap and we meet um homer and rachel and scott and they're nothing like the story that prairie has told us it's like that episode in always sunny where they are all in that convenience store um gunpoint hold up and they're retelling the the point and like everyone's exaggerating other people's personalities so it's like we don't really know what we're getting when we're seeing everything we're hearing everything through prairie's lens so that's right. kind of where i was going with that but yeah you did were you, you were did right, you yeah. bring up always sunny because of that shirt or was no. that a coincidence oh shit <laughs> I'm a dope shirt. Yeah, it's a great one. i got told to take this off in high school one day from a gym teacher really because it says the word pub, pub on ridiculous it. and i walked out of the classroom i was just like okay and i stayed out of the classroom for 40 minutes 
<laughs> and come back in. Yeah, that's like, that's gonna teach you a lesson. Yeah. Freedom of speech, baby. Teach you a lesson. So one thing I, I do want to point out though that I guess I didn't really realize this the first time through, and especially because of how we've talked about this show, that multiple choice question a little bit also is kind of spoilery, but they marketed this show the first season, including Britt Marling. Anytime she was giving interviews about the show, that by the end of season one you don't really know was she telling the truth the whole time was she crazy because even in the last scene in the very very last scene not to jump ahead when she says homer you don't know did it work or did she just wake up in the hospital and she saved and based on the way we've talked about this show and we kind of already just said international stuff whatever spoilery but that's how they were selling it so before season two was even filmed like they were going around trying to spread the mystery like that and when you look at it through that lens i honestly start to appreciate it even more because i was buying it the entire time right you right. you're like yeah. Yeah. yeah you take everything you see on screen as like the My truth yeah. yeah and you're forgetting that it's it's brit marling's Prairie's truth, yes. not Britt Marling's All truth. Right. We're just going to go into the fucking ending of it <laughs> because that was where my biggest trifle was. And I was like, I don't think I was doing a good job iterating this over text message, but <laughs> I was what I was trying to essentially say in text messages as someone who's only seen this show one time has no idea what the context of season two is going to be, like what even is going on in season one. Understandably, like I took it as everything was a fucking lie and mm-hmm. the ending is just. But- sh- Yes, but I, and I understand where you're coming from, but, but it it's worked. like for me, no, yeah, it it could be, and that's fine. Yeah. But they still chose to believe it, and I think that's the important part. It could all be yeah. bullshit, yeah. But those kids needed fucking something. Mm. Yeah. Know? So even if it turns out that it was a lie, it did better the lives of the people involved exactly. in the story. I agree. And then on top of it, you have the mystery of that Homer scene. Like you don't know as an audience member, did it work or did it not? I think that's opened my mind because at first I was just like, that was dumb. And then as I've sat and thought on it, like, yes, it's it did overall. I was kind of just being selfish as a viewer, but overall it did better the characters of who was around the OA. Okay, mm-hmm. so this holds true in my second watch. So when it gets to seven and eight and they find the textbooks under the bed and the like other parents are watching her mm-hmm. kind of be a wacko and be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, put the ankle bracelet on her. Like, I wasn't even thinking that it was a possibility that it was false mm-hmm. until that moment. Like, I remember in the first season being like, no, this is so fucked up. This is real. This, and, there's no, and I think how can you be blind mm-hmm. and then not be blind anymore? Like there has to be an mm-hmm. explanation for that. Mm-hmm. And so that was my irresputable proof that this is real. Like, yeah, that's without a 80% doubt. 80% of it is real. The blindness is a huge thing. That is yeah. The cuts on the doubt, back, yeah. the everything. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. get much more proof than that. That's like hard evidence right there. I love when, well, I hate when Scott's just like narking on them so hard because he's being a bitch in, in that head tank. But I love being when, bitch, when trying I know. to save his own life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cap was going to do it no oh, matter what. Man. He's literally strapping him in the entire time. He's like giving details. I hated it, too. But like I, I watched that episode twice. And the second time around, I was a little bit more sympathetic to him. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's all I can say about no, it. No, I didn't really totally. like Scott until no. he got I mean, saved. he's a junkie. That's, that's how the character's written. You yeah. Know, you're supposed mm-hmm. to not like him until then. Mm-hmm. Then he does get saved, like you mentioned. And then it's a whole different journey for him. That is the end of episode five, right? Four that, and five are incredible. Five. Incredible. Dude, so a lot of people, once you get to five, I, in my opinion, <sighs> I think you, you need to get to that point to understand that you're going to hit the supernatural level. Because I don't think anything outside of the first 
Katoon meeting, mm-hmm. you really get anything that's Dude, that's supernatural. Episode five was a fucking was that the thirty minute one? If it's not, no, that's if six. Not, okay, well, regardless, episode five is still just fucking wild from the fact that like Homer fucks Renette. What's her name? Renata. 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 I'm gonna just keep saying it until mm-hmm. I get it right. That's Renata. such a sad scene. And then yeah, it's he plays so it upsetting. over, the, and then he plays it over the loudspeakers. For, I was like, Hab is a savage. I fucking hate Hab. Let me get that on mic right now. That I fucking hate mm-hmm. Hab. Uh, oh, he's. I hope he dies a monster. slow, painful death from here. He's terrible. You're rooting for Homer and Prairie OA. But you're also like, this guy has not touched another human being in fucking years. And he's just like basically pleading with his eyes to be like, let me have this one thing. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> and then it gets exploited. How, if you're Renata, do you ever come around mm-hmm. where you're just like in that glass house being like, or in that glass cage, just being like, are you fucking kidding me? You yeah. fucked me. And now I'm in. Well, this that was cage. her whole thing in the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah, you right. just she's don't know like, how much time passes before she's not being like that's that. so true yeah, yeah it jumps pretty quickly around those yeah. that those couple episodes i thought it was really funny because homer was <laughs> clearly not in any sort of mental state to be seducing oh, a woman yeah how did he get that girl up to the room oh. come on now let's be honest because he's hot yeah okay he's hot <laughs> no and they, he was like trembling yeah he was time. like how yeah did, how did that flirt girls like a challenge no also Whatever. like she totally <laughs> she wanted to like mommy him, him. Yeah, yeah 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 she could did. you imagine being renata they said explicitly like she likes young boys could you imagine being Renata waking up in that glass cage and then Homer and Prairie stand up and start doing the like kissing <laughs> shit. You just be like, what am I waking up to? Like I fucked this guy and now he's doing interpretive like psycho dancing, mm-hmm. which is the best part well, of the series. Such a, <laughs> a <laughs> we'll fight about that in a second. Hold on. Such an underrated part about how genius Hap's plan is, is the fact that he does let these people live together constantly like they only have each other to communicate with they're basically the only they're only each other's family and that gives hap so much leverage over doing these things with where he lets prairie up upstairs where he brings homer dude i was thinking when homer runs away is it cuba is that where they yeah. are when homer runs away and like even he sees hap in the middle of the public like bro you could get out of here but he won't because of the OA. Right, but that almost comes to bite him back in the ass because mm. he starts to feel an otherness to them that he, they have something he doesn't. Yeah. In that connection with one another and he's like the scenes where they're showing them trying to discover or practice the movements and Haps like, oh my god, he just he looks like such a fucking dork like sitting there trying to like with his headphones on like we are right now like mm-hmm. doing the movements at his little desk and the rest of them like have one another so they look a little less. He's literally he is jealous. He he's totally yeah, is jealous. He yeah. is. And and besides, like, he also is fucking obsessed with Prairie. So well, you get into the mind of the captives and you actually it's really nice. You get into the mind of the cap tour, too. And you cap is so fucked up. I did not remember that he had a friend that was that he could tell these things to. And I was like, holy fuck. Mm -hmm. I completely forgot about this. And they're both psycho. Almost this other guy, Leon, is more psycho than him i've honestly forgot about that but yeah that is such a great part that there's a community of people studying the ndes because they have explicit proof that there is something but it's illegal it's not illegal but it's yeah it's illegal i mean they all are stealing people that's what they're doing doing. things underground secret work yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a black market of scientists that was the 30 minute one right yeah that was that was episode yeah i was like i can't take one more minute of a hap centric episode. thank you and in that episode you find out that they're listening to the rings of saturn 
that's the the ending essentially to that episode mm. or like the, the sounds that they were making when like leaving their bodies or something yeah. like that was the rings of saturn it's insane which i don't know how that play will play in like we didn't get much clarification on i'm that, gonna tell you i don't know either it's <laughs> probably something that would have been like solved later because i mean the world that the oa goes to when she sees katoon every time she's nde is like Just, spacey it's very spacey so it would make sense that saturn would somehow be involved or at least the milk like something mm-hmm. in our galaxy i think to me the biggest plot hole is the fact that hap has the technology to hear the what's happening within the NDs. like he's recording them i'm like yeah it's really who, weird who and how mm. and where and when he did describe that i think he said it was a very very sensitive plasma sensor reads electrons hitting he could say anything and I'd be like, line. sure. Yeah. Yes. He explained mm-hmm. it with a sciencey line that yep. it's like a, a brain. I'm like willing player. to look past that. Yeah, me too. He somehow has resources. I mean, he's a private pilot and he's able to like fly pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Like he's got money and the resources to fund his, his teaching. So were you guys expecting when he took them out one by one that that's what he was doing? He was killing them over and over again and having them have near death experiences triggering them i really had no idea yeah until we no. saw it. that's so <laughs> yeah. shocking no, weren't you like no holy idea. fuck this is incredible i was i had no idea that i actually summer. have some questions about that that even on a second rewatch i was like okay logistically he's putting the like gas into all of their tanks one of their tanks it's it's one of them yeah. oh, and then no, all but one. oh yeah yeah you knock one out you knock one out and they become completely complicit Mm -hmm. like they are just like robots they'll do whatever you say and that's when they discover that that was pretty dope Mm -hmm. but the reason they're covering it so that the other like they have little vents across their room why does he keep choosing homer like they say for years he was the only one he targeted I would say that they only highlighted the Homer one okay. because he was the only one attempting to die. Oh. It was a point that Scott wouldn't help them with the plan yeah, because okay. he didn't want to suck it in. So it could only be Homer. Like, But they're still dying. They just don't know. They have no recollection Correct. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's a lot. Dude, I loved their plan. Like when, when the two on the side of Homer would go mm-hmm. up and start inhaling it mm-hmm. to make the gas less sure. um, yeah, effective on him. Yeah. There's just no way I could ever do that. I would be the mentally weak oh, one. I'd be like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was totally, I was thinking the same thing. He did it for years. There's yeah. a couple times where Prairie even mentions a time skip. She said mm-hmm. four years Crazy past right? yes. we were attempting that. Yeah. That's because they only got one in five tries. It, gotcha. It gotcha. When Homer was going, which mm-hmm. okay, because Scott is between. a pussy. Yes. The, yes. The Homer scenes over and over again where Prairie is narrating and being like, sometimes I thought he was doing it just for me. Sometimes I thought he was doing it despite yes. that. I yeah. loved that. And that w- it does show that Homer, I think we talked about this at dinner last night, maybe that Homer's the leader. Yeah, I forgot. Not like OA, you really. expect OA to be like, I think she's kind of like the catalyst for people starting to believe the rest of the group starting to believe. But Homer is really like, but he's he's really like the the leader and like otherwise they're like this crazy blind bitch. Prairie, right. <laughs> Prairie described Homer as the linchpin. She said yes. knew that Homer was the linchpin. Exactly. That's exactly. Why he targeted if he could show that Homer was human and gave in to his <sighs> animalistic ambitions, you know, i.e. having sex with Renata, then they would crack. And they did, and they would have stayed that way unless they were able to resurrect Scott. That's that, where everybody started disbelieving Prairie. They were all 
done and dusted. <laughs> he was dead. They brought him back to life. Renata <laughs> was on board. Rachel was on board. Yeah, that is just viewers were stunning on board. storytelling. Yes. Great stunning. analysis, though. Because honestly, I never put those words in that order, like in my head when I was thinking about these concepts. But that's exactly what's going on, mm-hmm. and it fucking works. But also, it did work as a double-sided plan because unless I misread the situation mm-hmm. about when Hap did the whole uh, Homer bang Renata, wasn't that also slightly just saying like? fuck you prairie like i know you love him and not me it worked for so it was a both yeah. it was a both yeah. thing so. okay yeah totally mm-hmm. fuck hap i want that dude dead i mean they were trying to seduce renata and what were they gonna send scott in absolutely not i as much as i hate hap he's one of those characters that i love to hate like i actually really liked the mm-hmm. 30 minute episode of him uh, i despise him but i loved any information we're gonna get from him like i loved his intro of him coming in like him doing the research and fi- hunting down people who die and like come back with these like mm-hmm. extraordinary skills that they did not have before like prairie whipping out that violin is fucking amazing i i loved every second of that and i would have believed them too i mean perry is blind and she has been having these premonitions her whole life and has obviously felt like an outsider she's looking for her dad she was perfect to prey on which but she's, she went willingly yeah that's totally. the upsetting part yeah. everyone else was like coerced or yeah. like mm-hmm. drugged homer was like 500 bucks for his yeah. kid right I, yeah. I forgot that Homer had a kid. Too. That's also such a big reason why he is the linchpin. He has the biggest internal motivation to get the yeah. hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Be- like he he wanted to blow the whole escape plan with yeah. Perry just to get his ring so he could send it to the kid and let him know he's okay rather than using it to escape. Dude, when OA fucked up that uh catching the yeah, the river. I was like, I knew that Dude, was that's coming, anxiety but I was like, what the scene. fuck? Can you t- can I tell you that I literally was watching and then I hit pause and I walked away because I was like, <laughs> I know it's coming and I just can't watch it. Right. Yeah, and that's be- awful. And that's so before terrible. we get to like the sci-fi piece of it. And we're still like sitting on the edge of our seats being like, are they gonna get out? Are they gonna get out? Because you're just like, she's up there, she's making sandwiches, she's getting sunshine on her face, and you're yeah, and and she's like do crushing the pills and making like fucking borscht <laughs> and like who knows? And and but it's absolutely captivating because mm-hmm. we haven't even touched on mm-hmm. what the real show is about, and you're like sweating watching some of these scenes early on too that was a really good episode too when that's when uh she tries to poison well quote unquote poison him just puts extra <laughs> sleeping medication in it but and, he ends up being allergic tomatoes. to tomatoes yeah <laughs> so wild and then she fucking pushes him down the stairs darts out of there and then of course it's the blind girl that escapes so she has no idea where she is <laughs> yeah. he's like this red based meal is tomatoes <laughs> yeah. how was i supposed to know that you didn't like, like notice buy the ingredient yeah yeah <laughs> Right. that fun. is so true yeah mm-hmm. who's buying the ingredients there? i don't know but they benefit from his weird obsession with prairie he yeah. just favors her so much and it was really yeah. smart obviously not to tell him that she wasn't blind anymore because he wouldn't have to take as many precautions with her because she was blind like other people you might have to gas just to like bring them upstairs so they wouldn't know where things are mm-hmm. but with her he could just kind of walk her up because that's, of that that's the one thing i was so upset at scott for revealing because he could have kept that in his pocket the fact that she wasn't blind anymore (sighs) when he was just you know i got information keep me alive that was so much leverage that they had Mm -hmm. over app and he just gave it away like that yeah Yeah, that was that one was tough he was at the end of his uh, of the rope he couldn't do it anymore Mm -hmm. i I do kept saying he was about to die basically like he was going to die what was the was the stuff all over his stomach like um yeah Yeah. okay Mm -hmm. that's what i thought but I, i didn't for a second i was watching on my phone that episode and i was like is he showing that hap is like doing shit to him or those 
track more. I don't know. No, I, I got you. They yeah. also look like cigarette burns a little bit. Like, yeah, just, I couldn't tell yeah. while watching on my phone. Man, dude, I love when they would like temporarily flash back to the abandoned house as she's telling these intense emotional stories. And like, she just has so much emotion on her face. And all these people watching her just gripping onto every single thing she says. I don't know if any of you guys will remember the the exact episode but she ends one of the stories and she just it flashes back to the house and she has like a tear on her eye she just gets up and leaves yeah. like whatever one that was i just remember being like holy but i was gripping waiting for more and more about the hap storyline and it just cut to that so perfectly just like leaving me wanting she was more talking about homer probably something if, if we can use that to transition into the, the non-captives yeah. the the our kids and mm -hmm. bba yeah those are the real I'm, i mean i love the captives too homer and prairie everyone they're great but i love steve i love buck mm -hmm. and their their storylines are just as amazing and watching them watch her tell the story and believe her and keep their doors open and go night mm -hmm. after night and even scenes with them just like walking into the house during the day like bba is just smiling she's so happy to be there with a, this like such a misfit mm -hmm. like toys like it's so how crazy. did they remind me how they got together like why they got together and was there they all had their out? own reason that was the point like they each needed something not from her specifically but they needed something from the universe yeah. and her bringing them all together solved but a lot did, of it did she choose bba needed a reason she needed to remember the reason why she got into teaching and cared about other people how did how did she bring these people together though specifically like i remember she, she said, didn't pick them she, she picked she remember, them i know steve was like she was told steve like bring me five people or something like that yeah that's it but yeah. like why did steve choose like bba for example he didn't she so showed up bba looked at the youtube video that right she made and she met Homer. with she met with the oa and the teacher conference and like understood that this person yeah. is just like a universal personality that just like has something YouTube video said the OA and she was Googling the OA and it popped up and it was like, meet me in this house. Mm -hmm. I need five. Meet me in this house. Steve shows up with the boys and OA goes, I told you five. And he goes, oh, I don't know. This is what I got. And then BBA walks in. So yeah. she's, she's like, I'm she, going to you with this pencil if you don't shut Dude, that was up. fucking crazy. I forgot about that. Me too. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Him and his fucking Rottweiler are both vicious. I know. <laughs> Steve is such a great character yeah, I can't believe that it. we love him so much but he's incredible when he is sprinting basically saying exactly what she was saying when half drove away and I tears in the chat come on <laughs> come on <laughs> mm -hmm. that whole last scene i thought was incredible Crying in the club. when they all stand up at the same time like the the scenes where dude there's I'm a, emotional there's a, right now there Holy is a hundred kids in that cafeteria and they are drawn to each other like absolute chaos is happening but they can find each other they're still spotting each other and then when they they're so good they're so sharp in those movements my mouth oh, was for, on the are, ground. We, are we talking movements <laughs> we're talking yeah movements. that was their hot moment. take that whole scene was just insane the one that did it for me was when bba who was walking out of the building after being relieved of duty and she was totally content with it i she love kind of just her whatever it's cool i can go anywhere i just got my car checked out in the <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah. no boundaries yeah. here for bba um but as she's even after losing fifty thousand dollars too yeah true she's getting um the principal jackass is like running out the building first one out the doors and bba drops her crate or whatever and mm -hmm. says my boys like mm -hmm. those are my boys i yeah. gotta get back to him sprints to the cafeteria Dude. and yeah that moment where they just lock eyes it's like 
yeah, this is the time. This is what we've been training for. This is what we've been training for. <laughs> That's a Bill Burr. That's a Bill Burr. <laughs> but yeah, and they get up and they kill the movements, which, Dave, what are your thoughts on the movements, man? Just not They're a big a movements problem. guy. Yeah, not a big movements guy. <laughs> I think off, what Dave. V-Tom said the best is I were, was expecting something more along the lines of like, uh, the Avatar, the Last Airbender, like the twin dragon dancing, like because those were like these movements and the noises they made just made me feel so uncomfortable. But B Tom's, I think it was B Tom's or Julia. One of you two also said in the chat that the reason that they're like that is they need to be so unique that it's yes. impossible I, to do no, them I, without it knowing. I admitted, I also said like yeah. the I said at first that the moves were unnatural looking, mm-hmm. which they're technically supposed to be they're unnatural look. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, not a fan. They're not also they're also reminiscent of the things that they encounter when they're in the like cartoon mm-hmm. universe. Like yeah. there's the with fluttering the hand with the yeah. bird that she eats. Yeah. There's some, uh, yeah. Like this, like taking in of something <laughs> uh, like, good. yeah. And beautiful, beautiful. The best part of the movement is where they like blow yeah. it out yeah. of their mouth. And, yeah. and, and like, fly away like a, like the yeah. bird. It's yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. It's so I mean, weird. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. What could they, what mechanism could they have brought into the show that five people separated by glass mm-hmm. could have mm. united or united like united and be able to yeah. perform this action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a dance. What was it? And especially be? there was like, like five tango or something. Or it had to be like a very primal, unorthodox <laughs> movement. Yeah. Super primal. I think with. that's a great yeah. word for it too. Cause... Well, the grunts and stuff. Yeah. Just totally. like, this is from whatever these are they're from a time before humans were yeah. doing stuff you know so yeah i can't remember because i still didn't remember this like when i was reading something just like a quick recap whatever about the last scene so at the very end when the four non-oa people are all doing the movements with the shooter there and then they keep doing the movements and then the teacher tackles the shooter and then you look over and you see that the shot actually hit the oa did you ever see a second where she was also doing the movements with them? She ends up in the last, in the last she one. Is okay. doing, you're you're meant to take you're you're meant to like believe that she was there for like at least at least doing, doing it, it either to be yeah. doing it yeah. or to be stepping into what they opened up for her. You yeah. see her in one wide shot. She is behind the glass. You can't really make mm-hmm. her out because it's a quick, but she was there. And mm-hmm. so then let's talk about that because I am obsessed with the idea of after the fifth movement has happened, which has only happened to completion with all the other movements twice at this point the 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 second time being when when prairie dies and the first time being when they get the fifth movement right so after the fifth movement is shown with the als girl uh the sheriff's wife Mm -hmm. like death happens right after and then when the fifth movement is shown again and with the shooter death happens right after so like that to me is just such an insane concept because that seems to be a prerequisite for anything to happen right yeah, like after the fifth movement, both times we've seen it in the show, death has happened right mm-hmm. after. And what do you is is there anything to that? What I haven't thought about it before, but what you just made me think is there's a possibility that Evelyn got carried along the current and we might be seeing mm-hmm. her later. That would be crazy, but I don't was know. Was Evelyn the wife? The yeah, Evelyn wife. was yeah. The, yeah. the wife with ALS. That was yes. that was a really good twist too when we find out that she for literally decades that she had ALS was hiding the fifth movement yeah. and like that they were destined to be together essentially. That from when she first was go about to go crazy was told like there's someone that's going to be coming for you for something yeah well the joy of that scene is the oa really believes in the good that they're supposed to be doing they're not mm-hmm. just trying to escape this place they're trying to th- it's a higher calling so 
the only way they were ever going to get the fifth movement is if they saved this woman. And in theory, if they saved this woman, they were never going to get the fuck out of there because the sheriff wasn't going to. Yes, tell yes, yes. So like you, they chose morality and like being an angel over yeah. trying to escape type mm-hmm. deal. Like Homer was really like, Come on, yeah, they did. Yeah. like, should we fuck this up? Yeah, let's like definitely fuck this up. Throw an extra um, pinky in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's I love when it pays to like do the right thing mm-hmm. instead of the thing that like benefits you. Like I, I was like, it's all it also plays into that like fate concept or like that everything I've read a couple things and like listened to some other takes on her premonitions and how people are like, she didn't get the premonition about the Statue of Liberty right. And it's like, or did she? Or mm-hmm. was this all set into yeah. course for her and this was destined to happen? Right. Because right. no, she did not find her dad at the Statue of Liberty. She found Hap. And that kind of was the catalyst for for the rest of the story unfolding. But if that's what was meant to happen, that's what was meant to happen. And None I think, of the movements would have happened. And I that. think that yeah. gives also from a storytelling standpoint, a very satisfying sigh of relief to the audience that this was not for naught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So is it confirmed that her <laughs> well father said, Julia, <laughs> is her father dead? it's it's stated is, that yeah because the father invisible plane or so so the oa is living in america because she escaped the right. the assassination attempt with the aunt and when the aunt stopped getting money payments from the rich dad because he got assassinated that's when he she goes to the orphanage yeah did. that's oh, why okay. she gave him up she's allegedly. like i'm not getting any more money allegedly. yeah allegedly exactly yeah. okay okay do we believe that when she was with katoon for the second time and sees her dad and like you kind of have to make a decision I mean, you're supposed to think like, okay, he didn't age. Is this like always memory of him or is this like legitimately like he's dead and she can choose to go with him because this is like the afterlife. That's how I took it was heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So he did die. You're thinking like he died at that age back then. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. It could. I'm sure there could have been another explanation for it, like with more seasons. But as of right now, that's how I took it. I don't have room in my brain to go down that path. You kind of forget that that's her whole that's what she wants. She wants to be reunited with her dad. Mm-hmm. Also, I completely forgot. We can um, go into Abel and whatever her name is on um, the Harris pick. The fact that <laughs> there was a note and she didn't tell him is just like some something I completely forgot happened. But I understand it's another piece of the puzzle. If this was a straight up no sci fi kidnapping, they wouldn't look for her if there was a note. If there was a note and they gave it to the police, they'd be like, she's 20 something, dude. Like, what do you want? We're not mm-hmm. looking for her. You know what I mean? That didn't need to be in it at all. And I really liked that. And I also liked that Abel went along with it with the OA when she was like, I thought you'd get the note. I thought you'd like mm-hmm. understand it. And he was just like, <sighs> yeah, I forgot about the note. Yeah. Like, Abel, <laughs> Abel greater than Nancy. Is that her name? Yeah. Nancy. Nancy. She, dude, Nancy. Crazy oh my bitch. God. She just like wants that. To be that was needed. one of, that was one of my, two or three trifles. And of course they're all in episodes seven and eight, which is why the, like the show kind of, took a little bit of hit in its rating for me is like right at the end here. Mm-hmm. It kind of mm-hmm. does some dumbass shit. Eight will be eight will be rewritten in your head after season two. Yeah, I'm sure completely... it will. It's open to debate, but right now, like the way it left off is just like kind of salt in my mouth. Abel Abel's a great character, I actually think. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Nancy sucks. She's horrible. Yeah. Uh, she slapped Dude, that oh was God. like that was my big oh, trifle. Was, was wait, that was holy kind of shit. Insane, though, with what French? she said though, when yeah, she when finally French, yeah. she didn't tell them a single thing, and then she's like, "I am the original angel." <laughs> it's like, dude, what? Like, I'm trying uh, to travel to an interdimensional. They're like, dude, she's beat. She's I like, was not at an Olive Garden. Dude. You're not get out of here. <laughs> How was how was Nancy gonna slap a 
her daughter. She was just assuming she had been through, even though none of that really happened, but like the rape and the fucking yeah. torture. She it's saw like, the scars too. And then yeah. she's going to go out of her way to slap her daughter. Like, get the she fuck out of here. putting all of her baggage onto OA. Yeah. And it's the last person that, was that needs to yeah. shoulder anything more. Conversely, Abel's doing the opposite when OA revealed, I thought you would understand when you saw the note. <laughs> In a split second, his earth was shattered. He didn't know there was a node. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but the, he had the presence to be like, I can't put this on OA. Totally. She's dealing totally. with too much. What no? Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. And then he dealt with it with Nancy. And then which he was a savage. <laughs> he got right up. Yeah. She followed him and he was just he like, made those waffles. I'm making waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot coffee. Yeah, that was so good. Legend. And then yeah. 20 minutes later, we get Steve stabbing the fucking OA after yeah. he just gets Crazy. rescued. That was so I thought that was stupid too. No, no. I think you can't forget that Steve has actual issues. Yeah, they like, don't know he doesn't know how to yeah. act or like he, when manage. he's in the shower and he's just like, I'm stupid. I was gonna bring that up. I like that scene I'm a lot. Stupid. Yeah. I'm stupid. I'm trying to I'm trying to fix yeah. it. I'm trying to get better. Like I, I love it. Steve is so dude, he's up. a good person at that yeah. point. It's yeah. like fuck, yeah. nobody knows though. And he walk when he walks in and he's like to his dad, he's like let me take a shower. I want to clear my head. I want to think about this. I want to gather my thoughts. I'm like, this is not the kid that we met in in episode he one. He comes down all cleaned up too. He's got like the hair to the side. He's got the fucking button down on like Mr. Professional. And then, him. yeah, they take him. But I just thought like, okay, maybe like a shove would have been better than him just like straight up stabbing her with a pen. I think that Steve also has some really funny one-liners where... BBA is like, tell him you're being molested. And he's like, oh, yeah. I get it. I get it. They're touching my dick. And they're like, don't say it. <laughs> don't, like, say it like that. don't say it like that. Sounds like a fantasy. It's true. It's true, though. You have to like say goes, it. I'm a dude. And she goes, people are gay. People are gay, Steven. <laughs> like such like, a funny, tense moment. Uh-huh. that I was like, yeah. I she's like this boy it. is being molested. <laughs> she's trying so hard and it's just not working. These, there's nobody around to hear it. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's so cute. Uh, I didn't know that actress's name was actually Phyllis in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One other thing I do want to mention too is Raheem, the FBI psychologist. Mm-hmm. Really loved him for seven or however many episodes. And then <laughs> yeah. at the very end, he's just in fucking the OA's house when she's basically hiding from, or what is she's kidnapped or she's ha- hiding from everyone. I would love to deep dive into what you guys think. So basically, what we're talking about is a French goes to the house. He's just looking around because the OA has been taken. I forget. Like this I forget one. if she's kidnapped or if she no, just no, leaves on her own volition. She's with Abel and Nancy, but I don't know where she is. But anyway, so in the hotel. In the hotel, yeah. So they go and he, yeah. he goes under the bed and there's a bunch of like textbooks. There's ones about angels. There's ones about the Ru- Russian mob, whatever, it is, the oligarchs or whatever. And, and it's basically everything that the show is about as if she read books and is now making up a story. story so boys, what do you think about that? Because French was immediately so, like, this bitch is lying. I know it's not going to be that scenario. As someone who's only seen this for one time and has no knowledge of what's even still going on, honestly, I was led to believe that it was all fake. And I get that it could possibly change. My opinion could change in season two. But after just watching the one season, if I was watching this without any knowledge of a season two being aired or anything, I would be like, that just none of that happens. So I would say that the group, you know, the kids plus BBA didn't have any proof that anything supernatural was going on. They had no proof for her claims, except for the fact that the she blind, came back not blind. That's the which, only thing that it's like, you yeah. know, that's that's there. But I think it goes back to the fact that OA is an unreliable narrator. And they knew that when they agreed 
to start doing these meetings. You know, they took yeah. the leap of faith knowing that 50% of people think she's just the neighborhood crazy lady. But they agreed to do these meetings and they were so captivated, like us, the audience yeah. of her story, that they wanted so bad to believe it. And the trauma that she went through, they were sympathetic to it. But then when French finds these textbooks, he probably remembered she's the neighborhood crazy lady. Mm -hmm. You know, she probably read these books and fictionalized it to this, this, uh, this grandoise story. Grandoise. I made up a word. Grandiose. 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 Yeah. 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 We pronounce it. (laughs) We pronounce it here. Um, Grandiose story about whatever happened in the seven years. And once he saw those textbooks, he had the proof that, she was lying mm-hmm. you know i mean it's the freaking iliad by homer what else are you going yeah at? yeah so <laughs> i understand why they would go back on her so quickly but now after the movements and stuff i think they have their proof you know yeah okay that's what i'm so i'm not fully against the idea of none of it was true because obviously something was true and i also understand that even at the end like sure okay the dance might have ended up doing something but the result it was also symbolic in the sense that she just saved these four people's lives and you know now they're bonded forever and that the fact they were able to save the school from this shooter was proof of that mm-hmm. so i understand that something happened in that scene whereas when i first watched it i was like okay like that was really dumb nothing happened so because this all happens in episode 8 right the fbi quote unquote fbi plants the box of the Russian olig- oligarchy. Right, because that's what you're supposed books. to think, right? Like, uh, I didn't think I that it was say, meant as a fake out for the audience. I thought, as an audience me member too. at that point, like, duh, this it's real. Being in there yeah. when he's in there, it's like, what did you think about that? Like, why would he be in, in her house that? with the lights off? Yeah, why okay. would he be there? So you think it's we, a double negative? You're, so yeah. you're saying that he planted? Yeah, that yeah. Stuff? That's, that's, wow. to- okay, so the first thing is. This happens in episode eight. So there was a huge yes. gap in time before season two came out. So obviously this was the time for people on the internet to start deep diving. Like, did it happen? Did it not? From an audience perspective, if you had enough time and not you weren't binging this and podcasting on it right away. Like people found things like the first thing that Prairie did when she got home and got internet access, like three days into her being released was YouTube something on Homer who pops up on a YouTube video was not possible for her to have all of those books, go through the notes, make mm-hmm. up a story, gather these people, and then do that. I thought it was meant to be to to put yes. doubt in through French's it's muddying perspective. the waters. Yeah, rather than it trying to fake out us, because at this point, it's like, Jesus Christ, this all fucking happened. So, but we're supposed to be led to believe you think that the FBI therapist planted those there it's to fake on out French to fake to out, fake out no, everybody. We're not. We're not, I don't, we're not supposed to believe that. That's why, after researching. Why is no. the FBI agent trying? So listen. So this is the kind of. So this is what it is, right? French goes to this house. It's supposed to be an empty house. Yes. He finds these books in that ten seconds where he finds the books. We couldn't we can believe that mm-hmm. this is a we're like, fuck, she made it yeah, up. Yeah, she made it up. But right, then okay. he goes downstairs and Riz Ahmed's character is there and you're like, oh shit, he must have put it there. What right. what other that's what Muddy is at? Okay. I didn't put so, that together to yes, be honest. No, I, I thought he was I, like a, I, thought, I thought he was gonna be like a ghost or something. Like he wasn't what? like he, what wasn't the fuck? Like, he was never no. like actually is there. there a, is there like an that. E uh ghost stories in those uh what I I hey, if there's gods, was... there could be ghosts. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought the FBI therapist was there just doing some other sketchy stuff that we're not supposed to know about mm. yet. But if you're telling me that we're supposed to believe that he planted the textbooks just to fake out someone who might have okay. been snooping. In no, it's no, no, not no. just to fake out French. It's just to fake out when the parents come back. 
and they hear about this story that's being told, like they're it's going to start spreading. So what people were theorizing at the time is that this is a huge effort for the FBI to discredit anything to do with Prairie Story. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine someone comes to you and is like, I know a dance that lets people jump into different lifetimes. Or even the healing thing alone is worth uh everything in the Uh world. Uh Yeah. So it's kind of like an Area 51 scenario. That's what people were saying. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, I know know a dance. (laughs) Let me tell you about it. But yeah, that was one of the things that always stuck with me. It was like, why the fuck was Raheem in the in there at the same time? I was like, obviously he's sketchy. I don't trust him anymore. I liked him a lot. Yeah, Yeah. that that shed a lot of light on some issues that I had personally. So glad we talked. Which also kind of connects back to episode one. You remember when the FBI agents are interviewing her and stuff, and the one guy is being such a dick to her and trying to discredit her, saying you're crazy, all this stuff. Like that kind of goes hand in hand with maybe they are trying to fully discredit her. They do actually believe her, but they're just trying not to let it get public that if they okay, knew anything about hap yeah like and they if want they, that to be a government yeah. secret not yeah. so maybe hap's also sponsored by the government that'd be wild i just think that this entire show is about like w- the characters within like can you believe in this again mm. goes back to the pilot when she says like i'm gonna need you to pretend you believe in me until you actually do type deal and yeah that's what they're asking for us as the viewers the people the characters within the show and then and then there's the people that absolutely do not believe and then there's probably people who know it's true and are trying to discredit so i think mm-hmm. this entire mm-hmm. show is stressful in the fact that it's like what's real what's not yeah. who knows what's actually real and who doesn't type yeah. deal okay so what about also in that scene though about like what's real what's not uh, doesn't this is your thing yeah yeah, yeah. go ahead thing. dave yeah. go ahead because <laughs> no, this still gonna... confuses me to right now No, i have no idea what it meant but i'm just glad <laughs> that i fucking called this when i watched episode five homer homer is in the hotel room and he's like banging his head against the the shower wall sure. and he's bleeding and i'm like i literally have in my notes right here he's like Scar is on his head the same place as French's. No, you texted. You definitely predicted and then that. Episode yeah. eight comes around oh, and mirror. he's in the house and he's looking in the mirror like he just looked through the books and he looks at himself in the mirror and he sees Homer. So French sees Homer. Or for, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, so yes, that's yes. that's just Homer, like right yeah. there. That's yeah. such another freaking wrench in and the whole like, thing. Something something is connecting these two. I don't know what at all. I have no theories to begin to believe like what is connecting these two at all, but. Did French consciously see that mm-hmm. reflection? Yes. Or did only yeah, because he freaks out. He like he, he, he like looks bit. up. He and like, that's when he, like, he runs downstairs and then that's when he runs exactly. into the FBI gotcha. agent. So mm. I don't want to say like reincarnation wouldn't be it because that timeline obviously doesn't work, but like somehow Homer is in this man's body i think it's just like i have no idea how but there's there's a connection here between Mm -hmm. the two i love the side characters like i love french's backstory where he is working two jobs Mm -hmm. and his mom is a wax bro baby i love when buck is in his home life his dad won't stop saying michelle Mm -hmm. but then when he goes to the house they're all like what's up boys like the boys you know what i mean they're just so they accept him exactly how he wants to be accepted like the backstories of those guys aren't like the little we get Mm because we really don't get them as fleshed out as i would like in season one is still dude holy shit i love the moment in the olive garden whatever is it an olive garden it is yeah 
when oh maybe it is do when he works two jobs that was an olive garden <laughs> when he's oh says God. i got a shift after he shows the textbooks that was an but i i i don't know why but I absolutely love that moment after the freak out happens in the olive garden and french is like Oh, wait, you got to get out of here. Like, he's like, yep. he like drops the charade. He knows, like, I'm team you. Get the fuck out of here. I love Ooh, that. You know what's sick? And also, now that you see um, Riz Ahmed's character, what's his name? Sorry. Raheem. Raheem in the Mostert. house when he calls her OA, like, <laughs> see you later, OA. Yeah. I was like, oh, this, this dude rocks. You know what I mean? You're like, he's, yeah. he's, but then he's a know, good therapist. Like if, you believe the, if you believe that he's in on it, he's just trying to gain her trust yeah. by calling her that. But I, I her smile in mm. those small moments when someone believes her or calls her the mm. OA or, mm. or just like gives her anything is are so sweet. And that's yeah. and now that you've told me that he's, you know, in on all, potentially in on all this, you know, it makes sense how he was able to say the exact right thing every time OA yes. was yeah. being like very strange about her situation. He also discredited her premonitions as visions of the future. He said maybe they're just not stress dreams, but you notice they're all coming in important junctures in your life. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're just kind of anxiety dreams yeah Maybe i just contradicted myself yeah. but yeah he goes just accept them maybe yeah, you just yeah. accept them mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, glad, right? I'm glad we have this discussion because coming in i was like hesitant to give it a seven but now i'm definitely like this is a, it was at first a soft seven coming into the episode <laughs> now that we've talked hard. about it, now it's a hard seven yeah. <laughs> I but i also want to give a shout out to bba too because her character was really awesome as well like I think her character development, she she had a lot of character development from the beginning of wanting to get rid of Steve to now being one of these like these human beings, these boy like one of the boys, like you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is one of the boys, and she was just amazing. And I just and when she gives the Asheville guards her fifty thousand yeah. dollars, it's like that's insane. You just she could have given like she could have been like a I guess she had a check, was it? Yeah, yeah so she couldn't, brother, she couldn't be like brother, okay, here's ten thousand, but she had to give him fifty, but. She did $50,000 to save a kid that she was almost going to expel at the beginning of the season. I'll definitely say that they focus on season one, like of the squad that give BBA and French and Steve a lot more of the spotlight where Jesse and Buck get a little bit more in the second season. Mm -hmm. So that it's harder for us to talk about it because like when Kathleen's saying, oh yeah, like I love all this stuff with Buck. It's when I was rewatching it, I do too, but it's because of my knowledge of season two a little yeah. bit because it flushes yeah. Buck out more and Jesse out a lot more yeah, because Jesse, Jesse has like five lines yeah, in season we don't one. Get Literally all we know is that yeah. his mom is dead and his mm -hmm. dad, I guess, either walked out or is also dead. And my man out. loves weed, dude. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you'll you'll grow to like them too. They they get spotlight more in season yeah, two. One of the things that I'm most interested for season two is the fact that you know if Homer was the captive's linchpin, OA was this group's linchpin. Totally. And now mm -hmm. whether she's in the hospital or I think she did successfully go to another dimension, it seems like they might not have her around for season two. So what is this camaraderie between the rest of the group going to continue? Yeah. Like, are they still going to be the boys? What is their motivation going? Wow. To that sounds it like a great like... theme to write a season of how <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> like, I mean, French and Steve are already investigating and just trying to confirm that her story was true. So that's a good enough motivation. But BBA was, I think she said she wanted to go visit, like stay with her cousin in California. Is she mm -hmm. going to stick around because of the trauma that the boys just went through? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it. And yeah. if you said Jesse and Buck are going to be spotlighted in mm -hmm. season two, a little bit more, mm -hmm. that makes me very happy. Jesse, especially 
because yeah. he was like the nicest of the group. Yeah. He was like the shy, but like nice, despite the fact that his family life sucks. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And I, there's always value in giving someone like Steve, who is kind of a fucking dick, a friend that's nice. Like, dude, it always I came humanizes in ep- the person who's a dick to have someone who cares about them. Dude, you know what I mean? Coming out of episode one, I was like, that dude just fucking punched this dude in the fucking larynx. Yeah. And now he's not going to be able to sing. Which is such a, that life. turns yeah. into the butterfly <laughs> effect of him punching is such a key part of the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad it was a big part. And I really my, one of my theories when we saw the school shooter walking down with the gun, I really thought it was going to be that kid. Oh my gosh. I really was going to be like, he's getting, like, he came to the cafeteria for Steve. He came for Steve. That's why he went to the cafeteria and he was going to fucking kill Steve. Mm. That was my thought, but then we don't find out. It's not like, yeah. Okay. So there is a scene, and I cannot even remember which house it's in. I think it's I got you. All right. So it's at the end of episode five. It's the news. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So at the, it's, it's very foreshadowed that the shooter scene is going to happen. I have the quote here of what you hear on the radio in the background. I think it's of the OA's house. Yeah. Yeah. So what it says is police are saying seven people were killed after a shooter opened fire inside a shopping mall on Tuesday evening. Authorities are searching for the suspected shooter whom they say left the scene before the police arrived. He was last seen walking towards and then it trails off. So that is just, dude, when you are, when you're aware, Mm -hmm. uh, that just hit me right in the face. I was like, this is just way too loud for it not to be important. But I know for a fact, I didn't care about that the first time watching. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the the, the shooter was like definitely part of like the plan of like this, all these fates coming together and the five doing the movements. Yeah, we know that, too, because she says in an FBI interview that she keeps having these premonitions about a space with high ceilings and lots of like cutlery or something. She mentions a lot of glass. Yeah, Yeah, she's hearing. Yeah, yeah, she's hearing like she knows the sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we know like we're getting these little like subtle hints that like or peppers throughout that it's gonna like this moment again back to this fate piece that it was like written in mm-hmm. the trajectory it's like the written wheel of time in the stars it's all written <laughs> <laughs> what is the thing the wheel of time wills it, the, what does it say the, the wheel weaves as the wheel wills that's what it is they say whoa, it at whoa, least whoa, whoa, whoa. 14 I books like they said a hundred times i would love <laughs> wheel of time is that what it's called yeah, yeah. On yeah. Episode prime, i feel like you should start mm-hmm. listening now <laughs> she's obsessed with that shit she's like a witcher stan and mm-hmm. all that. yeah oh yeah big witcher stan. the new uh movie was really good it, yeah, was, it was incredible i'm now awesome. like into anime yeah. fuck yeah see that's, <laughs> that was the, fuck yeah. i started watching castlevania oh, oh my wow. god great one yeah, too yeah, yeah. These are the anime kings cool 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 yeah, should we do a pitch down with castlevania you gotta listen to our coverage of the uh the witcher it was good <laughs> yeah well it's good um but, but yeah, no, I, let's let's stick yeah. with this ending here because I, I, there's a couple more things I think we should talk about. Um, because we did hit the. Sh- if anybody has anything else to say about the shooter, let's do that now because I do want to move on hat. to the actual. Like, um, final I, scene. I think I think it's good that they didn't reveal any faces. I think like it. Yes, it was about this um like traumatic thing that was happening, but it it also wasn't. It was more about the reaction to it, right? Mm-hmm. And like the the power that the movements and the togetherness that the five of them found and like brought to that space meant more than the thing that set them off in the first place here's a, so i don't here, need to see that fucker's face no no i think it makes it more intense uh-huh. not seeing it. Yeah. yeah here's a yeah. here's a tinfoil hat for you 
uh, the school shooter is actually Hap in a different form, like how French is Homer <laughs> oh in a different God. form. Okay. I love the it. school shooter is Hap in a different form. <laughs> but I, I want to talk about what happens right after that. Yeah. They do the movements. OA takes the bullet and it like zooms out. You think she, everything's okay. The the shooter got taken down. Then you see the blood start going mm-hmm. on her. And then I think it flashes over to her, the ambulance coming. And then they have one last chance to really talk to her. Um, so tell me what you guys were thinking mm. at that point first. Like when she is on the stretcher being pulled into the ambulance, I think it's like Steve is probably the closest one yeah. to her freaking out saying like, yeah. cause she starts saying, she starts dropping some spiritual lines there. Right. So. I honestly was like, fuck this. <laughs> I was like, like, I, I have the this. will. I have the will. I was like, this sucks. Doesn't honestly. she say things like, do you feel it? Or like, you- yeah, uh, she said it. So at their last abandoned house meeting she says it's a matter of will only a person of great determination can make it to the other side um and then when she's on the stretcher i have the will can't you feel it mm-hmm. and that's all she i thought she said out. you have the no will. no 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 i have the will can't mm-hmm. you feel it and he she kind of says that to steve mm-hmm. i feel like she she sees something specifically in steve even more so than the others i mean they she have does. the dog moment and then he stabbed well, her like she has, this, like, <laughs> she has the video camera does. moment where she's leaving homer videos and she's like i met this kid i think he has something to do with it and then he pops in through the window mm-hmm. so he's like the real like they have something a little bit yeah I, honestly without like just because i didn't understand the ending and like at the time and like i just didn't know what was happening and i saw her get shot and she's going in the ambulance i was like that was dumb. Like yeah, well, she just got killed. Like everything was fake, and then she just gets killed. And did then the music it, like... not stir your soul? Oh my god, the music! <laughs> Nina's song. We're play- like that is that is again. We're we're talking about fifty three minute mark episode one. That is yeah. the same song plus like these percussions mm. and just like this absolute stunning. Um, it's not just the violin, but it's everything layered and combined in this mm. perfect symphony i am such a yeah. sucker for a motif like that mm-hmm. jesus man like rick and morty yeah. no i was gonna say rick and morty did it better <laughs> way be better but that's wait, wait, wait. let's pa- i could edit this out but i didn't get to listen to the finale yet are you t- are you referencing no it's yeah, just, yeah. there's a song no yeah you've yes. already, you've yes. already heard the song yeah well she's heard the song yeah just stop but it's like the same okay, thing all right but one <laughs> thing i want to say i love the metaphor of the whole consciousness and like I think they I don't remember if they say it in like the hap storylines or if she says it to the kids and BBA like about like the stream. Yeah. How it's yeah, like the a invis- stream. It's through the dinner. invisible. Stream yeah. I really, invisible. really love the idea of using that as a metaphor, like whenever you're picturing anything to do with the show, honestly. But that is one thing that happens at the very, very end, right before she gets put into the ambulance. Steve actually is is there and he hears the same noise. Or at least they play the same noise oh, really? that gets played anytime they're doing the um like the NDAs, like the yeah. NDE. Sorry, There's when you're dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, it's exactly that. Ah, and you and they play that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And then that's why so when it happened, it definitely one thousand percent all that shit. I think I'm led to believe now that they'll like after all this evidence. Don't you want to believe? I mean, that. yeah, that's yeah. the I point. Want believe, I want to believe it happened, but at first quick what <laughs> first time watching it with no second watch, I just didn't believe it. But now I'm definitely sold on it. But that's how that. Steve was because he was pretty much like the one leading the belief. But at the very end, when he does hear that sound and she starts pulling away in the ambulance, Angel, he's take me screaming. With you? Yes, he's screaming. Take me with you. He Take me with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, the, it's yeah, the noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was awful sunny in that scene, wasn't it, people? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was super sunny in that scene. I actually that had that confirmed. There's a girl at work that is obsessed with this show, and I told her I finished season one, and she listened to the podcast. 
podcast and she was just like yeah you guys called the sunshine thing really early and yeah. i was just like stop so i know it's something and i'm proud of it brian uh emma texted his girlfriend dm'd me and was like i just finished season two and was like about to pop off and yeah. i go hold please yeah, yeah. like i haven't watched it yet <laughs> yeah. and I, even though i've seen it before i don't want any spoilers like i want to be zendaya's sure. in it i'm so <laughs> she excited. broke the budget yeah, yeah she did so, she couldn't have a season might, three because she might be the that. reason that we yeah. don't get a season three Holy she, shit. she was on that and then she stole it and was like i'm hopping to euphoria and it's mm-hmm. my own show that's where all the budget went to euphoria i think she got to season three and she texted me saying no spoilers but Zendaya? she said i have to, of season two emma got to episode, episode three oh, of okay. season two excuse me um and she said yeah it's kind of getting like a little scary at this point like i I think I want to wait for you to watch yeah. with me. Yeah. And I was sh- scary. Like no part of this show is scary in season one. So I, I'm so excited. For Honestly, it's you not speak the world of it. Vibes that wouldn't give me weird dreams. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at night, if you're watching it, it it's not something that's going to be like, I'm going to sweetly go to sleep now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just how I describe the end of season two, like the singular last episode of season two is the, is probably the most creative piece of television yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. And that alone is worth watching two seasons, even if you don't love the story or just like where it was going. It's just that, oh my God. Every time, anytime I talk to anyone, even if it's not people at this table, I say, oh, you see the OA? Like they're like, yeah, we're, I, I saw the, you know, the whole thing. And then we just talk about that last like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I just, I still think about it all the time. It's just fucking unbelievable that someone was able to write a show and have that scene be in it. And it makes sense. It's just sick that yeah. they had three more seasons planned yeah. to completion. Uh, holy ha- fuck. Have a, so we only get to see two fifths of a fucking yeah. story is sick and i still love it to death like it feels complete to me but it, it's yeah. not obviously not complete but it still felt like something they, that I would they didn't have a chance to mess it up it feels like what I'll say. it feels like this <laughs> would have also been one of those shows that would have called back a lot of the shit that happens in season one and yes. like season four and five like uh-huh. we would have finally got a full everything, everything that happened would have mattered like I can't sure tell you what I can't tell you yeah. what doesn't come into play because that is spoilery. But there are some things that happened in season one that I'm sure were planted there purposely that we don't even know why they did it. But yeah. there was a plan. I can already see that yeah. happening. Yeah. But Overall, I think we do just, need to talk about the last scene because I want to get what you guys think happened when she does say Homer. Besides, like, like, what is that? What's going on? Just I, give me some guesses. <laughs> Dave's like, I don't know what to believe. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I think you do. So it was a white room, which doesn't really tell us much, but it leads me to believe that she wasn't in the afterlife that we've seen before. So I don't think she's dead per se. White room. It's the same room that Clark wakes up in at the end of season <laughs> one. No. I almost oh, want to say. I thought you meant um, in season seven. I was like, no. No, season not. one. Season Remember when no, oh, it's yeah, at the yeah. end of season one when she yeah. sees yeah. Mount Weather? She's yeah, just totally. in there. I love oh, that. Yeah. It's quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're golden, man. I love a nice 100 callback. 100, the 100 callback. Ah, we are oh, out of practice. Some, yeah, I got some shtick on Reddit for calling it the 100 before. You mean 100. You called it 100. Yeah. I always keep it 100, man. You know <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we saying? No, okay. What, uh, what is my theory for the end room? Yeah, white room. She was trying to travel to another dimension. I'm going to say that she wakes up in a hospital and thinks she's just waking up in a regular hospital, but it's going to be a hospital in an alternate re- alternate dimension of 
this dimension. So like similar to episode Homer, one, yeah, the one that's uh, okay. similar to what Homer experienced. Like Homer technically at some point woke up in a hospital and like ate the fucking during his NDE. Yeah, no, I think she's going to have success because the way that they described the uh, the multi dimension theory, Hap said. Imagine it as like a garden of forking paths. So mm-hmm. it seems like they're not going to be alternate, like completely different dimensions, just like timelines, alternate dimensions, you know, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of I, see, I know different. what you mean, like a different dimension. I think she's going to have successfully made it to that. And she's going to wake up in a hospital and be like, oh, man, I'm just in a hospital. Like nothing happened. So do you think it's the one that the other that like everyone else? Went yeah. That like, to? is it that? Like, do you think she's going to be with the other people? Or Scott, you... Homer, Rachel. Because that was the last thing that Hap said, right? When she dropped her off at the random side street, which is the, the prequel of episode one. Like what happens right before she gets picked up by the cops is he yeah. says, I'm taking them with me so you can never find me yeah. because he was so spited by her rejecting him. So like, so do you does think... that mean he's also with them? If they, if we all believe that they traveled, then obviously probably Hap traveled as well with them. He would have had to be the fifth. So maybe yeah, he's even I, more of the big bad in season I two. I don't think she's going to wake up in a room with the five of them just sitting there. I don't think so either. I don't it's think gonna so. It's going to be a little either. bit tougher than that. They might be in the same dimension as them. I don't even know if Hap was able to. I, I don't see any reality where the four people left in captivity willingly agreed to do the movements with Hap. Okay. Mm. So we're going to need some closure on that. That's a good point. They're um, like, they could just be like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, no. Kill us, dude. What what more can yeah. you take from us? Like, mm-hmm. we're not doing these movements. Something about them Ooh. having to die constantly to get these movements and him just being like watching them on TV and practicing. It's them. so lame. It's so lame. He's <laughs> fucking sucks. syndrome. He's yeah. the worst. Well, you got a good theory? Uh, Hap could totally just use right. the gas and be like, do the movements. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Fuck. Bummer. Bummer. That gas is ridiculous. Whatever. Yeah, it's literally the fucking what's the Harry Potter impervious? Yeah. <laughs> there, is it pure? Uh, God, I can't it's remember. It's one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, No, no, it's the it's eye one. Imperia? I can't. Yeah, I think Imperial. That's what it is. Whatever. That's what it is. All right. Any last things? Did we touch it all? Oh, this man. was a great. Well, okay, great so season. You gave it a seven out of ten. What are we giving it? I will give season one a seven out of 10 as Mm. well. I'm hoping that I can look back after season two and season two will have elevated season one to like Mm -hmm. an eight. But it seems like, I mean, did you guys all think that season one was a 10 out of 10? No, I am exactly where you were. I think I was like good enough to watch another season and see where this is going. See, I disagree with Luke. We loved it. We loved it after season I could cap it at one. And I I mean, like, I, 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 watched enough but it so, clearly didn't watch it enough to or love it enough to make all my friends watch it because no one watched it besides me it wasn't like the magicians <laughs> you know so really i loved it i loved it in my own <laughs> way but i just in season two is what was needed for me to start saying yo everyone sit down and fucking watch this i'm giving it nine out of ten movements <laughs> you'll never get the ten you'll never get the ten, <laughs> ten <movements laughs> no you might um <laughs> you, get the ten, you get the tenth movement in season two yeah <laughs> right that's all it's about it's yeah. like just elaborating on it every no. season you get five more i moves. i really like i i cannot wait to go back and watch season two because i quite frankly i rattled off a list of like just yeah, moments night. and like <laughs> visuals that i remember from season two but it is very yeah. very Julia we're covering had, two on the podcast right? we, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. we right, went cool. to dinner last night and we were talking about season two and we each had like five things we remembered completely different i'm like, gonna write mine down right now and next time we meet 
I will read them out. Yeah, okay. I'll do that too. Oh, As shit, I'm in. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are the only... I'm Zendaya telling you, is number one. I don't remember jack shit about season two. Yeah. And I say season one can end and I feel so satisfied. And for that, I give it nine out of ten movements. Wow. <laughs> Arguably, the character that gets the most screen time outside of the OA in season two is is just not in this season. It's not Zendaya, right? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Almost, whack. It's so interesting because... Zendaya's in season two, and I stared at her. Zendaya? It's Zendaya. For a whole episode, I was like, that's her. That's not her. That's her. That's not her. She doesn't (laughs) look. She's not hot, hot, super hot Zendaya in season two. She's like dreaded out, like kind of stoner How old would she have been at the time of season two? Like 17? Because she's not that In real life? So so season one aired in 2016, and then it was like two and a half years until- Yeah, she would have been like 22, 23. They probably shot it in 2018. She 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 might be under us. Yeah. Gotcha. But it's right. just, she's she is a good she's always good on the screen though. Like oh, yeah, she's just a fun character to have in the show. So for Winona Herb Pitch Town, I showed season two trailer. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna show it to them outside. But so I, I had them watch and then make theories, but we already theorized. I don't even want to give them any more airtime because I'm sick of them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but anything else, you guys? Anything? Nope, just hype for, to get on the next episode of the OA. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been sitting on season one for like. Yeah, three we sat weeks on it now, for so which is long. Insane. The yeah. high was coming down, but it's definitely come back up because we've talked Talk about, about it. it. Yeah, definitely. Sure. So now it is definitely again. So I was middle of watching Peaky Blinders, and now I'm going to again put down Peaky Blinders. This to watch fucking this. guy will never finish Peaky Blinders. <laughs> now Luke watched me. I. He came in. I finished a couple more episodes, so I'm almost there. There's not that many, dude. Just finish it. Six episodes per season. <laughs> no, it's been Fucking great. Guy. It's, it's like sure. Is it like Sherlock where it's like movie length? They're an hour now, but six okay. hours per season, five okay. seasons. All right, Robbie. Any last words? No, I've said everything that I. Nine out of ten movements. That's it. Okay. Cool. What did you give it? Um. Okay, I'm biased as fuck because I can't remember now that Luke's saying like he wasn't like absolutely gobsmacked by it. Then I'm now I'm confused <laughs> about how I felt because <laughs> me and Luke are always on the same page. So I feel like me as well. <laughs> yeah. But all I remember is being like, save the OA, like, yeah. you know, so I don't know. I, now I give it, like I said earlier, 18 out of 10. Is what <laughs> 18? 18. <laughs> wow. You really yeah. love that. That's what I gave it earlier. So I'll stick okay, with that. Cool. Mm hmm. All right. Well, that's that. That was Pitch Town continued season one of the OA. We're going to cover season two as well. Same crew. We're going to do the movements. We're going to enter another dimension. Um, if you like what you heard, give us a follow on Binchtown TV on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a website, BingetownTV.com. Go check us out there. If you like what you heard, you can cover like uh, be on the lookout for be on the lookout for Midnight Mass. We're going to cover Mass. Yeah, we're going to cover that. We did. We did Hill House. We did Bly Manor. Now Midnight Mass. Yeah. What Marvels? What if? And guess what? It's fucking spooky season. It is spooky season. Go! Spooky scary skeletons and shivers down their spine. (laughs) Anything else? That's it. That's going to be I a wrap. You got it, Lee. That's Pitch Sham. That's Bin Sham. Bye. Take me with you. Take me with you, Angel. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.